Hey friends, welcome back to Moonshot Entrepreneur to episode number nine, three steps to stop your kids from disrupting your work time without using any screens. Now, this episode, my friends, is for all of you who are struggling to get a few hours of uninterrupted time to work. Okay, so tell me, is this you? You love your little kids to pieces and it breaks your heart to not to be able to give them your attention, but you really have to get some serious work done. So you end up giving them a quick fix like an iPhone, an iPad, the TV or the PlayStation or whatever other screen. And I have some good news for you, my friends. You don't need to feel bad anymore about this because with the steps I am about to share with you, the screens will be a thing of the past and your work time will be super focused and productive. So let's dig into this episode and save our little ones from being drowned on a screen. Hey friends, welcome to Moonshot Entrepreneur. This is the place where we partner with God to build His custom design calling for our life. In this podcast, you'll get laser focused on aligning your life with God and you will learn the strategies to implement true change. Along with that, you will also learn to create the time and income for the amazing dreams God has for you. Sounds like a moonshot? Well, set your expectations high because when we dare to partner with God, anything is possible. I promise you that we're going to have a ton of fun on this journey together. So grab your notebook and pen and pursue with me your God-led life transformation. Let's go. Before we get into today's episode, let me quickly remind you that you can book coaching sessions with me. So I offer 30-minute coaching sessions on a number of topics combining faith, finance, and business strategy. Um, Quite a few of them, of the topics which I offer, address issues which entrepreneurs typically struggle with. So maybe you're just starting out and want to launch a business or turn a passion into something bigger, or maybe you're not an entrepreneur, you just want to quit working insane hours and spend more time with your family, but you just don't know how to do this and you know you don't know how to get there. And this is exactly where I can come into the picture and help you with to get your results. I'm your sister in Christ and have had my share of that same experience too. I have several years of experience in business model innovation and in making sure a product or service takes off in the market. And I also have experience in defining business strategies, implementing the strategies and making sure that the business stands the test of time. And besides all that, I also built up my own business from scratch while working a job. So if you need help with any of that, let's have a chat. After our coaching session, you will walk away with a clear strategy and a roadmap with the specific steps to implement. And I will also teach you how to use um, de-risking tools to ensure that you do not get sidetracked while you're doing the things you're supposed to do. So go to my website. It's moonshot-entrepreneur.com. Click the work with me button on the right hand corner to book a coaching session. 
Um, and here's a little heads up. I'm able to offer you my special launch price at the moment, but this offer is only good for a short period of time. So in fact, I'm switching, I'm about to switch to the normal pricing. So if you're interested, hurry up and get back to me. Okay, let's get into episode number nine, three steps to stop your kids from disrupting your work time without using any screens. Now, screen time is not evil by default, but like anything else, if it takes up too much time and space, it will cause a lot of trouble. So today we'll look at what causes us to retort uh, to the screen solution and I will share with you simple, easy ways to implement so that you will end up having focused time to work while your kids engage in something meaningful. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I've been there too. Uh, as you might know, I have a seven-year-old at home, my uh, wonderful daughter, Adrielle. And when COVID hit us, she was five years old. So I've had a few years to experiment with this. And especially if you're a mom, you will know this feeling. You're neck deep in work and maybe you're cleaning the house, which um, you were unable to clean for over two, two weeks <laughs> because you were just too busy or you're fumbling around in a PowerPoint to finish one more presentation for an important client meeting. You just need one more hour of uninterrupted time, but this is exactly the very moment your kid walks into the room. Typically, they'll jump up on you. They will want to show you something, and of course, you send them out. Uh, but then they just come back because uh, they've they've had a fight or they've uh, one has broken the other one's toy and then maybe for a few minutes you're able to work on that thing which you actually wanted to work on but then they come back they ask for your attention you get irritated and you end up yelling at them now you have made things worse you feel like a bad mother and you want to stop the tears but you're aware of the deadline and you end up shoving that stupid iphone into their little hands and ask them to leave and not to disturb you anymore and before you know it they have been working that screen for hours on end now this is officially the point when you stop feeling like a bad mother and start feeling like a lousy terrible mother <laughs> But before you throw in the towel, there are simple ways to stop this madness. So today I want to tell you why we end up using the screen solution. And then I will share the three steps to stop that screen solution. So why do we end up using the screen that often anyway? Well, my guess is here that when we are stressed, we... Um, sort of go back into autopilot and autopilot means we just come up with the quick fixes which always work especially if you have the entrepreneur gene you won't reinvent the wheel right but we'll stick with what works more than often I had tried to pacify my daughter with a screen to get a few uninterrupted hours of work but I discovered that actually it is possible to change that autopilot program. 
but you have to put in some thought into it. I'm here to tell you that this is possible. You can change that autopilot program. I am the living example, um, as well as my daughter, who is now seven years old. But when we started out, she was five years old. So you know that this really works also with little ones. So what are the three steps? The first step is planning. The second step is a pre-game preparation. And the third step is just the game. Own the game and you will be good. So let me share what you do in step number one, planning. Now in the planning step, it's really important to observe. Observation is key. So what exactly do you observe? You actually observe your kids. What motivates your child to um, really feel happy? to enjoy the time they are spending. What often happens is that we just send the kid out of the room without really um, thinking about their situation. So to in the planning phase, you actually take the time to brainstorm ideas which challenge their creativity, um, like to brainstorm a fun task for your child to do while you are working. And the good thing is if you have pre-planned this phase, if you have brainstormed a few ideas, you can just pull them out of your drawer and just, you know, give it to them and they will be happy as well as you will not have a bad conscience, conscience which will help you to work and focus on your work. So how do you but uh, come up with these brainstorming ideas with... Um, challenge, which challenge their creativity, which give them a fun task. Now, here's the thing. You really have to know your children to do that. And for me, the situation is like this. I have only one daughter, so she's a single child. Um, but we also have the privilege, I would say, that we can stock up to two children. Now, how is that possible? Uh, my nephew is living close by and both kids are um, just three years apart. Uh, they spend a lot of time together at their granny's house. And so it's also, so they, they sort of have that relationship. So sometimes he comes over and they spend time together. And so you can stock up to two kids, so to speak, with a play date. But here's the thing. When the two of them are together, there's a 50-50 chance. If their mood is good, they will be working on their similar interests. Um, they'll be working well together. They'll be playing and nothing really goes wrong. But there's also a 50% chance that they end up having arguments and fights and one kid is irritated and the other kid is not in a good mood. And then they end up having a lot of arguments and arguments ultimately mean that you're going to get interrupted because someone has to deal with it. Now, of course, you can tell your better half to take care of it, but sometimes that's just not possible because they are not at home or whatever. They are also working. So what is there to do? Um, as I said, you know your kids, so try to think of things they like to do. Now, with my nephew, I know he loves Legos. He loves building stuff and he is into dinosaurs and underwater animals and ships and planes and stuff. So he is really into that. 
is really good at imagining stuff and, and sort of building that out, be it with a cardboard, be it with Lego, doesn't really matter. He has that eye to have a vision and to implement it. Now, my daughter, she also likes to build, but she's really good at creativity, pretend play, and she really loves to do things together and to collaborate. So if there's a task where they can work together on something, she's really into that. So um, sometimes I give them the task to build something with Lego, which they have never done before. Uh, and here it's really crucial to be as specific as possible, yet not too specific so that there is room for their creativity. Sometimes I'll just tell them to build a zoo or to build an underwater world or something like that. And in the end, I will say, once you've done that, once you've completed that, that take a photograph of it. And here, you know, I'm trying to combine the willingness of my nephew to build things, to vision, visualizing things or having a vision. And I'm feeding into that urge of my daughter of wanting to collaborate. Another thing um, which is also quite helpful is when I give them cardboard projects. So I just give them big cardboards where um, which we maybe got when we ordered something on Amazon. And I will also um, put out all the material they will need, uh, like the scissors and, and felt pen and stuff like that. And then they just can work side by side. So each one will get their own cardboard and it's like their free imagination. They can imagine whatever they wish. My daughter has a Play-Doh ice cream machine and she only gets to play with that at certain points. So uh, when I'm really busy, I will hand her that thing. And the same thing for my nephew. Um, I have a little, uh, how do I say, a little container uh, with kinetic sand. And um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he's really into digging out dinosaurs and excavation. So they'll just play side by side. One person uh, creating ice creams and the other person uh, digging out dinosaurs. Now, um, this actually brings me onto something else. You should always have a stash of fun toys and games, which they only get when you're working. And when I say fun toys and games, it shouldn't be just fun for you. I mean, what are the things they really love? They really get going. Think about those things and try to keep them in a separate box and to sort of give them out that treasure only when you are working. So they will also look forward to the time you're working because they will get to use that treasure of toys. Okay, now what do I do um, when my daughter is alone, of course? So what works here um, can be listening to audiobooks. Uh, she has something called the Tiger Box, which is actually quite popular uh, over here in Switzerland or I think even in Europe. I can also give her um, drawing challenges on the iPad. Now, I have a pencil for the iPad. And then sometimes I will ask her to draw something specific. And sometimes I just let her draw whatever she wishes. And I, she has a program where she can really draw, select the colors and everything. And of course, this is a screen. I mean, 
um, it is a screen, but still I feel it's better than just gaming uh, for hours on end. So she does something creative. So this can also be something different to handing her coloring books and um, that sort of helps her to feel more excited about it. Of course, you have to be careful about the uh, balance here too. Now, um, that being said, sometimes it can also be just one uh, Disney movie, a DVD, which is only accessible when I'm working. Once again, it will be in that fun box or in a, in a separate box. And it's not a DVD she gets to watch all the time, but only when mom is working. And it will be some kind of movie which she really loves. What else? Let me think. Yeah, another thing, fun thing they do together is shooting Lego movies. Now, for that, of course, you again need your iPhone or iPad, but I think it, it is sort of a nice combination. So they would have to build something. They would have to put in some thought on how the scenes and, and the storyline um, unfolds. And then they get creative to create that movie together, which involves not just shooting that movie. It also involves um, the sounds which they have to add and all these kind of things. And don't worry if you do not know how to use it. There are videos on YouTube and I mean, kids are smart. They will figure it out how to use these things. So these are some of the things you can do. But of course, these are the things which help in my situation, which might be entirely different to your situation. So the planning phase is about observing your kids, their moods, their interests, areas they work well together, but also areas they really get on their, uh, get, where they really bug each other. So try to take that into consideration when you brainstorm challenges for them, which, uh, which tackle their or spark their creativity. Okay, so the next step is the pre-game preparation. Now, this sounds really, really um, formal, but here's what you do. Before you have a working slot, of course, I hope you plan your working slots, but before you have your working slot, try to fill their cup. What do I mean by that? By that, I mean, maybe 30 to 45 minutes before your working slot, have a one-on-one -on -one time with them where there's lots of movement, lots of energy loss for your kids, like playing ball, playing hide and seek, um, reading a book. Okay, reading a book might not, um, <laughs> uh, might not really uh, make them lose their energy but let them decide what they want to do with you for these 30 to 45 minutes. Let them be in the driver's seat so that their cup is filled with time, with attention, um, which, which they can really enjoy. And then before you leave them, even before you have that one-on-one -on -one time with them, give them a heads up that you're going to have a one-on-one -on -one time with them, but that you're leaving them with a task. And make sure that you, with a fun task, and make sure that the material and everything is ready. Let them even choose one of the things, one of the options which you give them. And so they will feel much more relaxed because they will be able to tell you what they are in the mood in, what they would like, really love to do now. And then also um, give them a point in time where 
this thing will be over, where your work slot will be over and their fun task will be over and where you guys come together. Always remember that children's time concept, especially little ones, might be really different to you. Don't give them a time like five o'clock. Try to give them uh, a point like after dinner, something which like a ritual which they know is happening and then that ritual triggers the end of that work time or that fun time. And tell them also that you're looking forward to being with them after that, that you're looking forward to playing cards with them after that or whatever you would do or tell them a story or that you're looking forward to read that book, that other chapter of the book together with them or to them. Okay, and then comes the final step, the own the game step, which is that you market test your solution, which you just came up with. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is you have brainstormed ideas, but there is no guarantee whatsoever that these ideas work until you test them. Test them. Find out if it really works the way you wanted it to work. Were they really able to be engaged? Were they happy while they were engaged? Look for sparkling eyes, okay? If, if you see that sparkle in their eyes, you know that your solution worked. Your brainstorming idea was great. But if that is missing, maybe you need to tweak it, okay? So test your solution. Market test in the sense that your children are your audience and you need to find out whether they are really happy and engaged during that time and whether you really are able to focus also during that time. Okay, so this is all there is to know about how to keep your children engaged without a screen. So let me wrap this up for you. During stress period, we all use autopilot and it is up to us to come up with solutions um, which work well for us during that autopilot phase that we are able to focus, but also the kids are able to thrive. Start with a planning phase, observation is key, find out what motivates your children, find out their characters, moods, and interests, um, and then going to step two, where you pre, uh, the pre-game preparation, where you sort of give them a heads up, where you plan with them, but where you also fill their cup. And then the final step is market testing and thriving. Um, make sure that you gather feedback from your children, that you know what they're thinking, that you know um, if it really worked, and also be aware that sometimes life happens, okay? Not, a child is not a robot. So they might have times where something works and they might have days where something doesn't work. Don't be upset about it. Just try to think of new ways and new solutions to challenge them and to make things fun around the house. Okay, so let me leave you with a prayer. Lord God, Thank you so much for the little hands and feet living under our roof. Their smiles and their sparkly eyes help us to fill them with good things and enjoy them. And thank you, Lord, also for the work you have given us, uh, for blessing us. And we ask you to give us uninterrupted focus time so that we can get the work done and get back uh, to our family. Give us grace and patience when life happens and help us to just turn to you. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. I hope this has helped you and blessed you. Let me know if the tips helped you and share one creative idea you came up with over in the Moonshot Entrepreneur Facebook group um, so that we can help each other, encourage each other. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Enjoy the rest of your week and stay wrapped up in Christ's love. Until next time. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving me a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys. So if this show has impacted your life in some way, just let me know about it. And here's the second thing you can do. Take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it over on Facebook and tag me. God bless as you dare to make the change.